Hey, here's an interesting... It's not part of our emails, but I, I just clicked on it because I was checking the Facebook feed. It's our friend Dave Little, who's a big fan of the show, who says, Hi, Howard. Missed you guys uh, live this morning, and I'm now watching you on Facebook. It starts with you in mid-conversation about a show that's filmed in Vancouver. Fred said he didn't like it, but Darren would. What show were you referring to? Thanks, Dave. Oh, I know. It was the one Dan brought up, the... Uh the Umbrella, uh, Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, Dave Little. There's a ask. What, was, mm-hmm. what was the word you used to describe it? And then I said, nah, I'm not looking for that. You used a word. Uh, not crazy. I can't remember. Um, yeah. It's a little out there. Weird. Yeah, yeah it's weird. a bit on the... Yeah, it's a sci-fi kind of... Edgy. Edgy. You know, yeah. kind of... I watched a couple more episodes of uh, Peaky Blinders last night, and I, you know, we've had this conversation before about how much they smoke in, like, Mad Men and such, and those type of shows. This Peaky Blinders, every scene, but for a couple, then it's like this, the main guy, Tommy, he is smoking Every time the scene starts, he sits down, he opens his cigarettes, he does them, and they're all dead ends, right? They're all non-filters. <laughs> so what do they use, they drink, Dan? They drink a lot, too, right? No, no, he doesn't. Well, I don't want to give anything away. All right. But it's his, all right. Uh, yeah, they used to drink a lot. Dan, in movies and uh, those kind of programs. Yeah. And maybe I know the answer. What are they? They're, they're not smoking tobacco. What are they smoking? Uh, I had to do that once. I can't remember what I was in, but it was uh, some sort of herbal, non-marijuana, but herbal cigarette. It's, uh, I mean, I suppose if you're a normal smoker, you would probably just do a normal smoker. But uh, yeah, they have they. There's a special, you know, movie herbal cigarette. Yeah, that you can buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it certainly looks real. And there's no way, even if he were a smoker, there's no way he could be smoking that amount of cigarettes. It's outrageous. Mm-hmm. Remember in the day when we when there when smoking was you know allowed everywhere as part of our social you'd see smoking in a movie wouldn't even register now it's distracting to me whenever I see oh, anyone yes. smoking a movie it's like instead of like going with the flow of the of the you know of the movie I'm just I'm thinking oh that person's smoking it's mm-hmm. like you know it, you know oh really they had to put that I don't know what it is it just it just takes me out of the moment when that happens no I get it I'm the same way although even in real life when I see people smoke now I think oh just think they have smoke in their lungs right now and they stink yeah and they're probably a little bit out of breath all the time because that has ho- overtaken their body that must be a horrible way to live uh, I'm not totally with you dan when it's a movie or a, a television show i mean although it did take me out of the mm-hmm. tv series last night because i just started to note how much in every scene that character and other characters around i did think mm-hmm. that though i thought every time he smokes and there was a scene where his wife came over and they were sort of embracing after and i thought he must just smell all the time sure Plus, if you can't see the, the actors through the smoke, then mm-hmm. yeah. that's a nice thing. And there was a day, obviously, where you never noticed that. In fact, that was the norm. You not expected it, but it was just part of what people did. 
I watched an episode of I Love Lucy. Yes, I did a couple of weeks ago. Same thing. Her and Ricky light up in that small apartment. And I'm thinking, you know, little Ricky's in the next room. Yeah. Or he could run out there. <laughs> but again, you know, they all had they all had tobacco sponsors. And it was crazy. Crazy times. Um, okay. Uh, okay. It's it's It's, it's just... It's okay. great to see that Dan, uh, his uh, Adopt-A-Cold-Sore program continues on the yeah. broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what's happening day three of the cold sore? Uh, it's just uh, making itself known right now. It's, uh, <laughs> I, t- I took a medication for it. And, uh, and know, you're all good. Or anything. It's just like it's finishing itself up. I mean, you know. No, good. So you haven't, you haven't been able to kiss Lisa then? No. No, that's true. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to spread that nastiness. Yeah, no, you do not. She's pissed off at me for that reason. Oh, yeah. Hey, she likes to kiss me. By the way, fellas. Yeah. Not that we've had COVID, but they're saying the COVID virus, even if it's within you and it doesn't sort of manifest or whatever. You know, some people get it and don't even know it and all that. Apparently, it's a gateway for um, shingles. Oh. If you have, have had the virus within you your ability to get shingles is a lot easier. So I tell you for sure this fall I'm getting a shingle shot. I know that. Shingle shot power. <laughs> shingle shot power. <laughs> because, you know, as Howard can attest, oh, you had it a lot worse than I did. You don't want to screw with that. And then in this article, they showed a graphic graphic picture of somebody with torso herpes and oh man it, or not herpes uh shingles, shingles. Yeah, yeah. but that's basically what it is but you're correct little, though little, little bumps. bubbles and bub- oh, yeah and and it's the worst pain mm. i mean it's not as bad as kidney stones or birth but, but um, it's up there on the pain scale well it's pretty painful yeah. Yeah. um isn't that interesting mm-hmm. that uh covid is a gateway to shingles I also another heard, one of those things you read, you know. Yeah. But I, I have I no reason not to believe that one. I heard that uh, the who, the big who, said mm-hmm. something about uh, the more times you get COVID, the more chances you have of uh, long COVID. Oh, yeah. So if you're, you know, getting COVID all the time, watch out. Well, I thought I was getting... I'll tell you now, now that I feel fine, I thought... I might be coming down with the vid last week. And I'll tell you why. Because I spent last Monday with my eldest offspring, Chesley. And um, we only spent a couple hours together. She came over for lunch uh, because I missed Father's Day. And, uh, you know, I was in in some proximity uh, with her for the couple hours she was here. And then that night she called me and said uh, she tested positive. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I tested myself the next day and tested negative. But that being said, as the week wore on, I felt fine. But a couple of days, I started to feel a little... I don't even know how to describe it. Like, Like I was getting a bit of a summer cold. Like It almost felt like a combination of allergies and a bit of a cold but not bad so i thought okay i feel fine and and then the and the weekend wore on and i and i never really manifested itself and i've not tested myself did it take your mind off your stomach problems though barely <laughs> yeah 
You know, I, it did for momentarily. I wasn't thinking about my stingy pee hole or my rumbly tummy. <laughs> and, uh, not to mention the physical things that are always wrong with me: shoulders, knees, uh, back, and toes. I. I, I mentioned this last week, and we could, I guess, never really get the numbers, but I bet you there's a huge number of people that the vaccine works completely, yeah. has prevented you from getting COVID. And again, how do you ever know that? And, uh, you know, screw all the people that question the, the vaccine. But I bet you, you know, you might be one of those people. I might be one of those people. Because how do you explain people around you getting it or situations similar to yours where people get it? Well, that's a great point, because I I thought if there was ever an opportunity, I was going to get it. It was that is is that exposure to someone who just got it. Yeah. And and to your point about long covid, I'm not 100 percent, but I think that's Charlie's at least her second, maybe her third time. Ooh, but. As a, as a 27-year-old multi-vaxxed human, her symptoms were pretty mild, uh, but didn't feel well for a couple days. And, I, and she kept asking me, how do you feel? And I was like, well, you know, like probably Friday, Saturday was the worst. I not I didn't even feel that bad. I just felt like, oh, I'm getting a cold. Um, but to Fred's point, m- maybe the fact that I'm quadruple vaccinated kept it from manifesting itself because by the end of saturday i felt better sunday monday i felt i feel fine it's now wednesday and i've had no symptoms yeah yeah interesting you know when they say they say the uh, fall could be challenging i don't like hearing that but now there's this new variant mv5 or something dan what were you gonna say Oh, I was okay. just going to say, well, I, you know, I was just going to say, so let's review. You feel fine. Yes. You're okay with the weather for the yes. next few days. Uh, I don't like the fact that it's going to rain. You asked. I'm not 100% big on the rain this uh, this morning. But right. apparently by the time I play this afternoon, which I do occasionally, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be okay. Uh, the weekend forecast looks pretty good for you guys up north. If you're already at the cottage or you're heading there. This next seven or f- five to seven days looks like it's going to be pretty temperate. Yeah. You know, not not a whole bunch of stinking hot days. Uh, I'm assuming now the mosquitoes are starting to subside where you guys are. Brutal last night. In I fact, think they were, yeah, they were they were brutal at dusk last night while I whilst I was barbecuing. I'm talking like six thirty seven. And the problem is you're outside, right? And then you bring them inside because they're in your hair and on your clothing and you don't even notice them. And then you walk inside. Next thing you know, you have mosquitoes in here. But there's Hmm? the fireflies. The fireflies are out right now. I love the fireflies. Yeah, I I saw some on the road there last night or the night before it's quite the phenomenon howard have you ever seen a firefly did you have those in saskatchewan uh to answer your first question i have seen fireflies you know i've lived here in ontario for a long time i don't recall if we had them on the prairies dan i didn't did, no i a, never yeah, I, I always wanted to because you know you saw all those kids books with the yeah fireflies in you know jars and things and oh that's what we used to do that as kids you put a couple of leaves in a, a jar and then a firefly and then they literally light up the the leaves in the jar. Wow. 
nature, eh? Nature. <laughs> um, all right, let's get the show started. I, I uh, thought it was interesting, and, and we're going to talk more about this, obviously, today at some point, but I thought it was interesting that CNN, their uh, title for yesterday was Attack on Democracy, and Fox was Fake Bullshit, Fake, Fake Bullshit. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> CNN, attack on democracy. Fox, this is all bullshit. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. on the Fox website this morning. There is literally one mention of it. One. And you and know it's what it buried. is. It's buried. It's Hannity somewhere down in the middle third of the no. page or whatever. Well, no, their one story about it this morning is that the Secret Service agent and the driver right. in the SUV right. will testify that he did not try to grab the steering wheel. Like, that's the big story to that. No, well, that's what we'll get into. They, they, you know, there's a, one of the most shocking things that has ever been said about a, an American president, and they're focusing on the ketchup and the did he grab the steering wheel. Yeah. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful country. And that's why we provide this service every day, Dan Duran. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, Peterborough, and from the lusty shores of Lovesick Lake. And is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, Relaxacare, and DraftKings. And now here are two men who never grab the steering wheel from someone else because they never let anyone else drive. All right. It's the always in control, humble and Fred. The piss report. The piss report. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> yeah, I don't like other people driving. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. No, I know. I've never driven you anywhere, I don't think. No. I'll take my own car then. Yeah, yeah. I don't like I love that. Because I like being a passenger. Do you? Oh, yeah. Sure, why not? No. Uh, What you couldn't hear because I didn't have uh, volume control was this. The Piss Report. (laughs) Dan Duran. Oh, boy. Uh, Dan Duran's news as well today. Uh, Lisa Baker. Is Is Lisa Baker, was that your recommend? It was my recommend, yeah. Yeah, man. I've never met her or talked to her or anything else. I just thought she was hilarious when I uh, saw her on the TikToks. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, she's from? good. Mm-hmm. She's from the Maritimes. She'll be joining us today. Thank you, Dan Duran. The news. Uh, also, the retirement Sherpa will be along. And we're going to break it down. We're going to break all the big stories down. <clears throat> big stories, man. Uh, did you watch uh, any of the Attack on Democracy? No, I saw the highlight package. I was out golfing yesterday. Uh, but I saw enough to really aggravate me, I'm sure, as you did. <laughs> yeah, I um, I actually taped it. <laughs> I did. I uh, But, you know, it's funny. By the time I got home, as I spent the day working on my game, uh, but by the time I got home, I had listened to enough of it, much like you did, basically a highlights package. And I tuned in a little bit at the start of Aaron Burnett last night and a little bit during um, Anderson Cooper. I just wanted to get a sense of what they were vibing on. And uh, here, here's my takeaway. I'm going to throw it to you in a second. My takeaway is this. It doesn't matter. It's sadly, it's almost heart, I don't want to say heartbreaking, but it's, it's disappointing. But my takeaway was, unfortunately, it doesn't matter. No, 
my takeaway is again more of the hypocrisy because in a country that prides itself in being so patriotic yeah. and supposedly our country comes first this Cassidy Hutchinson is a hero just think of her situation a young girl a Republican a conservative rises to the ranks of whatever she was special assistant in the White House yeah works within the right house for the republican party for donald trump for mark meadows and that she loves her country so much she's willing to do what she did yesterday and what is the response of those who claim to love their country and put their country first discredit her yeah it's disgusting it's absolutely disgusting that young woman has destroyed her career within the republican party Mm -hmm. at this point she sacrificed that because she even said it yesterday. She was absolutely appalled at what was taking place. And she couldn't stand for it. So she does this for her country. And the response, Fox News and many others, discredit the woman. And, and it's just starting now. She'll, she'll get death threats. Oh, no, she's going to be destroyed. She's going to be destroyed. They're going to be saying horrible things about her. All the people on Fox News and all the far-right people. So you're right, and uh, another indication that it it doesn't matter. And unless Merrick Garland charges somebody, again, what is the point? Well, yeah, I mean, there's some technicalities here, and, 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 you know, I got in the office early. I came downstairs early today, and so I've been watching some stuff for about 45 minutes before you signed on. So what I think they're doing, and from what I, I watched some Rachel Maddow stuff, and I looked over, I listened, I went through the Fox website. I couldn't find anyone who would have that at least like it used to be at Fox. There was the odd guy, Chris Wallace. Um, what's his face on all the good guys left, all the guys that were reasonable Mm -hmm. left the guy in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. shepherd, whatever. There doesn't seem to be anyone to at least say, well, you've got to admire like she, it, it wasn't like she worked for the Democrats. As you described, she worked for the Republican party was a conservative was thrilled to work in the white house. And by the way, a special assistant, one of the things they're saying is, oh, she was, I don't remember her in any meetings. Meanwhile, there's all these pictures of her next to Meadows, her next to Trump. She was in the tent. It's just, again, it it sort of is a bit heartbreaking because nothing that happened yesterday is going to sway anyone that you'd like to at least tune in and go, wow, uh, he tried to do what? So unfortunately, the fallout is going to be, to your point about Merrick Garland, what I think they're going to do now is they're just piling on so many so much that he has to make there's going to be a charge coming out of this they can't make a charge but he can right and but he can't trump one up either um no there's got to be something there is there that's still the question yeah listen you know the What, you you uh, turned your mic off, I think. Oh, there you are. Um, you know the court of public opinion. Yes. Um, you know, guilty. What? He, there's enough there that you should never elect this man again. Yeah. But by the book law, apparently it's still somewhat gray, and it's a big, big step. You know, you talk about precedent. They they raise that. It's a, it's a big step to charge a former president. 
because, uh, you know, in many cases, they're just above the law or they're pardoned or for the betterment of the country, they move on. Will that be what will this be one of those situations? All right. Well, um, yeah, again, I didn't want to get into a, a protracted breakdown of it but it was uh it was fat it, uh, it is fascinating and especially because on one of the panels i watched there's john dean and for you people who don't remember he was mm-hmm. part of the watergate trial and to, you know what it, it was interesting because they were sort of saying she was kind of like a modern john dean and dean mentioned that he had to read a sixty thousand word statement so when he testified at watergate he read a statement and then he testified under oath and crossing, you know, being examined for eight hours a day for eight days. And people tuned in and, and it was a big event in the country. And as we've said before, both sides, Republican and Democrat, were interested in getting to the bottom of what happened. And as somebody said on our show the other day, and all that it was was a break in. A couple guys broke into an office in a hotel. Yeah. But, you know, you sent me that thing yesterday, you know, that Trump rally in Illinois on the weekend. And, you know, there you go. Those dunderheads. One woman, he said January 6th. She said, well, was that election day? Yeah, the two uh, two pretty women, the two beautiful women that he interviewed. I thought, poor kids. And they were just young, beautiful, dumb humans. But uh, no matter what he showed them, no matter what Mm -hmm. proof he gave them, Bill Barr saying the election wasn't stolen. Mm-hmm. Well, I will uh, say one thing about, and uh, again, Trump yesterday comes out and says, uh, you know, fake news. Yeah, of course. I've never met her before. Fake news. Uh, she's making it up because she's bitter. Um, believe me, she's an attractive woman. Woman, And if yeah. she was in that White House, he noticed her. Probably to the, you know, to the degree of creepiness. So who's he trying to kid? Well, that, he, he, here's who he's trying to kid. Those people on the video that I sent. Yeah. Because I, I don't... Oh, I, I was going to say something. and I'm going to contradict myself. I was going to say, I think he knows he's not fooling smart people. But then I was going mm-hmm. to... The contradiction is, I don't think he knows that. Because he thinks he, because of his dementia and his... With level of narcissism that we haven't seen before, he believes he's smarter than everybody. Mm-hmm. Because most of us have a moral compass that long ago, with you know, would have been, you know, we would have gotten to the end of it. Considering, all, I mean, I read a, another article this morning of just a timeline of of thirty years of Trump business dealings. Just incredible. Just a litany of people being killed and things being bribed and multiple bankruptcies and people that he owed money to just disappearing. Like it's some, it really is something from a crime novel. And uh, they finished off the uh, hearings yesterday hinting that they may have evidence of witness tampering. Like it just, it is the Godfather, but, uh, you know, but an orange bloated version of it. And it exposes the country. It just has not evolved. We th- we thought it had, you know. You don't think the 2020s or like the 50s or the 60s, but those people are still out there. Mm-hmm. And they've, uh, well, they've reintroduced themselves. Yep. Yeah. And it's really, really uh, disheartening from that standpoint that no matter what Trump does, 
His supporters don't want that to get in the way of what they want for the country. And we all know what that is. So, yeah. Well, finally, let's. Uh, we're going to get to some emails in a second. Let's just finish off by saying that, uh, uh, it's, you know, I, most people have heard of Lauren Boebert. She's uh, that mm-hmm. congresswoman from Colorado. She won her primary yesterday. I'm so. It's just so this isn't going away anytime soon. Uh, Nothing that's happened has impacted anyone who was going to maybe not vote for her. So there you go. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll get to Lisa Baker. She's uh, hanging in in our waiting room. I told her we're we're not going to be ready till about uh, 20 minutes from now. In the meantime, let's talk about these fine folks. Frederick. Well, Brett Tanner was on the show yesterday, you know, from Tanner Financial to talk about the Chamber plan, the Chambers of uh, Commerce Group Insurance plan. And, you know, you made some great points about what this does for the psyche of your employees. It's great to have a benefits package. It makes your employees feel more secure. It uh, is an indication you care about them. I mean, really, it just flat out is. And it is affordable for small business. Uh, go to chamberplan.ca today. Get a free quote to find out that it is affordable. And all the products as part of the chamber plan, it's fascinating what's available. And again, he touched on mental health, which has been huge since COVID. Don't need to tell you that. Well, they've covered that area. They also have an HR component, which is very important in 2022. Yes, take the time to today chamberplan.ca get a free quote make this happen for your small business and you know what else you can make happen now DraftKings Sportsbook has arrived in Ontario now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports from MMA to hockey to playoff hoops golf's on there as well NFL be starting up in a couple months Uh, it's all there do it now from anywhere in the province you can bet special parlays spreads money lines and more join the action download the app and explore everything DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer DraftKings is safe, secure and reliable Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash Whenever you want Get excited, Ontario DraftKings Sportsbook is live Download the app now to get in on all the action Only at DraftKings Sportsbook Gambling problem? Call Connex Ontario 1-866-531-2600 19-plus Physically present in in Ontario Eligibility restrictions apply See sportsbook.draftkings.com for details. All right. So let me just uh, get rid of this. I know Dan's like, if you had a mouse, you wouldn't have to put that down. And uh, let's get to what we do on the last day of the Humble and Fred week. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, for you people new uh, to our program, uh, during the non-summer months, we provide four days a week of uh, outstanding content. <laughs> <laughs> And then in the summertime now, only the three days. So let's begin, Frederick, from all the nice people emailing us at HumbleandFred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Well, let's start with Bobby Singer. Uh, Dear Humble and Fred, I was just wondering if you could please update us on Humble's pursuit of the elusive hole-in-one. With all your golf lately, you must have had a couple of stories to share. I am uh, so convinced that you're going to get an ace this year that I will invite you, Howard, Fred and Dan, to play in one of our great tracks out here in the West. And uh, when you finally do, okay, when you finally get that hole-in-one, it's free golf for me, you, and Dan. Wow. Fantastic. And he says he'll pick up the the tab. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Respond. 
Uh, well, no, I haven't. I uh, still haven't gotten a hole in one. Although I will say this year I've had, uh, as I pointed out a couple months ago, whenever it happened, I've had a couple of close calls. One in particular, as close as I've come in a really long time. Uh, but as of yet, no, the answer is still no hole in one. Okay. Um, can I just ask a quick uh, golf question here? Yes, sir. It seems like a good time. Yes. Other than Donald Trump. Yes. And maybe Vladimir Putin. Has anyone got a hole in one on a short par four? Yeah, of course. Oh, this has happened, has it? Yeah, many times. Yeah, there's lots of, uh, you know, what Fred's talking about is sometimes they have, you know, their drivable par fours. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been on many courses where there's like a plaque. Wow. uh, Where it's, in fact, I think one of the club link courses I play, there's a plaque on a short par four where it says so-and-so got a hole in one. Yeah. It must be nice to put a one on your card with that, eh? Uh-huh. I, I have had, and as I mentioned, this will only be a, a make sense to golfers. I have had a two on a par five, which is very mm-hmm. rare. And I've had many twos on par fours where I've sank my second shot from the fairway. And right. It hasn't happened in a while, but it has happened in my golfing career. Now, two on a five is an albatross, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And, and statistically, rarer than a hole at one. All right, let's move on. Uh, Bob, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 Bob Singer, just his last point here. He says, as a Hundy P and STD, I've been listening for years. I truly believe you guys are doing better work than ever before. The Derringer thing. Andrew, Lisa Baker, Jackie Delaney, and No Guest Thursdays. Just to name a few. In a sea of turmoil, it's nice to know we can always find an island of laughter in the Humble and Fred world. Aw. Thanks, guys, for all the years of listening pleasure. Thank you, Bobby. I, I like how he signs it off. Your friend. That's, yes, your that, friend. That, you know, that feels great. By the way, what he's referring to is STD. Is my, my golf podcast is called Swing Thoughts. So rather right. than Hundy P's, we have Swing Thought Devotees or STDs, oh. eh? Oh. Get it? Because right. it's like a disease. Hi, guys. All right. This is from Joe Sight. I'll just do this quickly. Joe uh, recommended a podcast episode uh, to us. And uh, thank you very much. It's, uh, I'm going to get to it, Joe. I'm going to move on to the next one. This is uh, from Ed Weber talking about uh, non-alcoholic beers. He says, hey, guys, Howard, if you're looking for a new alcohol-free beer, check out Rally. They're a relatively new company that makes beer containing electrolytes geared toward athletes. So it's a nice post-workout beverage. The alcohol-free one is a pale ale called Dry Run. It's light and crisp. Frederick P., he says. You might like their IPA called Extra Mile. It's light at 3.5% and only 99 calories. It's my go-to beer after a mountain bike ride. Wow. Cheers, boys, says Ed Weber. And he uh, included a link to Drink Rally. That's the beercompany.ca. And I went there, Howard, and I looked at their beers. And the one he recommended for me, which sounded great, an IPA, only 3.5%, 99 calories. Um, just really expensive. Again, it's like 24 cans of uh, just 355 mil, which isn't tall, boys. is like $65. So it's expensive. Um, and, but you're talking about the alcohol beer? Yeah, the three point five percent. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, but even I can't. that, like, I mean, for regular, 
I, I believe the regular 12 ounces, like uh, 355 mil, uh, was $65 for 24 of them. And That's what is that? No, again, I haven't, as I said yesterday, I haven't Would bought beer in a long time. 47, oh, okay. 48 So it's like 20, yeah. 30% yeah. more. Yeah. All right. Well, there's, uh, you know, it's funny. And I, it wasn't this email that inspired this, but I've been thinking that I'm going to uh, talk to our guy, Ryan. And maybe mm-hmm. look at a non-alcoholic beer company for us because we talk about it so much. It might be a nice fit for the program uh, since mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, it's a natural tie-in. All right. Thank you, uh, Ed Weber. This next one, Fred, from Zach Altilia. Hey, guys. I just watched Dirty Dad. The Bob Saget tribute was really well done. Highly recommended. It. It's on Netflix. Howard the Comedy Nerd. Uh, I think it's right up your alley. Uh, love the show, Zach. Uh, thanks, Zach. I uh, I put a note. Uh, my I guess on my uh, somewhere on my Netflix that uh, I haven't seen if it's on. It must be on Canada Netflix because he's watching it. Hopefully, mm-hmm. but I'm going to check it out. Um, there was a bunch of specials they did a couple months ago because they had a uh, Netflix is a joke comedy festival mm-hmm. in uh, Los Angeles. So they taped a bunch of stuff with. Some uh, because they had all these people in town at the same time, so maybe that's where that tribute came from. Okay, hi guys. Hi guys. Uh, Martin Lai says I walked into a school to vote and no cops. A guy was at the door to assist people. I passed a classroom with the door open. I think they were watching a video. He says and had moved so had no brown card and was not on the list. Oh, I'd moved, he said, and so I had no brown card. I produced my ID, which was an updated driver's license, and voted and was out in 10 minutes. He said, I became a sailor, so I didn't have radio for a long time. I listened to you guys on 820, was captivated, and became a Patreon. Hmm. So I think what, what Martin is responding to is how you can walk into a school in Canada, kids aren't under lock and key and you could also i guess you know easily produce an id and go and vote i'm, I'm assuming that's what he's saying yeah all right mm-hmm. all right well thank you martin and uh, thanks for becoming a patreon hi guys hi guys hi guys, hi guys. Uh, this is from justin devarenas yeah i would imagine that's how you uh pronounce his last name hi guys listening to the wednesday podcast from last week I'm already laughing about the stinky armpit situation. Howard was talking about one of his armpits gets sweaty, not the other. My left one. No, it stinks. My left armpit stinks. Right. Humble, I do have a solution for you. I've had this happen to me once before, and this trick works. Take a shower, and when you get out of the shower, uh, get some cotton balls and soak them in some rubbing alcohol. Rub down uh, those pits with the rubbing alcohol. Wait a few minutes, or no, I'm sorry, wait a few hours. Let yourself sweat a bit. Now rub down again uh, with the rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Take another shower. Okay. When you get out at the second time, start with a brand new deodorant. Throw the old one out. I, he's kidding here, isn't he? No, I think he's making a good point. It's the bacteria oh. on my deodorant. Oh, you need to kill off all that bacteria embedded into the skin and pores, but not bring back the same bacteria by reusing the same old deodorant. Bedding and towels should get washed immediately, too, if you want to be uh, paranoid about it. I'd rather stink than go through all that. Hmm. Well, it's just to be clear, and I just smelled my left pit. It's pretty good mm-hmm. today. 
Um, but it is only my left pit. This next section, though, is uh, in response to uh, our ongoing curiosity around Pierre Polyev. Yeah, he says, Fred, I'm uh, not really much uh, right-leaning as I am protective of my money and where things are going in that regard. Um, I would recommend that you do some digging into Pierre Polyev. Uh, He's way less right in reality than he portrays. I think he's really just trying to keep the rally up uh, for the right. Uh, Leslin Lewis is, I think, much more far right. I don't even know who that is. Okay. Uh, I think he'll run things way more center if he's voted and he's talking about Pierre. Looking back at all the things he did in Parliament in the past and in his real life, I think he'll appear much more mainstream than you think. Keep it real, but hopefully not too stinky. Uh, that's from Justin. All anyway, right, Justin, yeah. thank you. Jury's still out on on uh, Pierre. Well, we're going to monitor that situation. Yeah, right we now. have our best people on it. Hi, guys. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Uh, Hi, guys. This is the one that uh, we. Sh- I, I had it. I had it in front of me, and I just forgot. He says, "Good evening, gentlemen." Last time you spoke to Noel Castler, he mentioned that he had some interesting stories about Oprah. He said he'd share them on his next scheduled podcast. Please don't forget to ask him to share those stories. I've been waiting for over a month for this, and I completely. We both saw that. Mm-hmm. None of us remembered. Uh, he says, hope you're all well. Dave D. Giovanni, Clearwater, Florida. One of our uh, fine American friends who is still with, with us, even though we take regular dumps on your country. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi guys. guys. Hi, guys. Uh, by the way, that's sort of timeless for Noel. I mean, you know, Roe versus Wade and uh, the commission took a little precedent this time. So, yeah, yeah. We yeah, can always yeah. ask him. Yeah. Adam Barbaraz. Hi, guys. This is my dog, Harley. I guess he included a picture. Yes. Uh, this is my dog, Harley, who just figured out there was no show on Wednesday, June 22nd after missing, missing Tuesday's show. I think the lack of Humble and Fred has broken him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please don't break him for too long, and good luck at the tournament, Howie. He's referring to the tournament from last week, obviously. Yeah. Double bow dog is how he signs it. Oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, no, no, that's not how he signs it. That's the, I'm sorry. That's the subject line from the next email. Even though he was talking about his dog, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So double bow dog is actually Christine. Yeah, it's Christine. Uh, but thank you, Adam. Christine uh, mm-hmm. Cameron, who uh, writes us regularly. Hi, guys. Loved your time with Noel yesterday. He's the best. My overthinky brain has noticed that on your closing, when Dan Duran says so long, you give Bodog a double mention. Are they paying you twice? No, Christine. That was just a uh, pilot error. That was just human error uh, on our part. And uh, we, uh, we've cleared that up. Have we not? Mm-hmm. Did we not have a meeting about that particular item? <laughs> yes, we did. All right. Hi, guys. Uh, this next one uh, comes to us from uh, May Mal, who's a big fan of the Humble and Fred political discourse. Hi, guys. Three words. No guest Wednesday. And she was referring to today in particular. The whole show should be about the most historical, political and criminal hearing in American history. And the hero, Cassidy Hutchison. 
uh, compared to that sniveling coward, Mark Meadows. And they are. All those men are cowards. They are yeah. sniveling cowards. I just want to ask you a question. What, mm. what are, like, what are they hanging in for? Like, Mark Meadows and the, um, this other guy, Cipollani, the uh, lawyer. What, what mm. is their resistance and because I, I was, I was going to ask. I wanted to remind myself to ask you what you think. Why are they holding back? Like, what do they have to gain? Well, I think they bought in early, and they don't want to backtrack just in case Trump is reelected or runs again. Because I think if Trump was to come out next week and say he's not running in twenty twenty four, I think you'll you'd see a lot of these guys in cleanup mode. I re- I really believe that. Uh the House GOP, led by Jordan, Scalise, and uh, McCarthy, has been bashing her as a liar all afternoon, which is yeah. true. Like Jim Jordan, probably the lowest form of human life yeah. one could imagine. Yeah. You know, and he was one of the weasels that bought in with this scam of a uh, stolen election. And apparently one of the first ones to say to the president, you know, if this goes south, am I going to get a pardon? Oh, yeah. And so how does he tweet, knowing he's a, a piece mm-hmm. of shit... Mm-hmm. Like we're, and, and knowing his background, like every time I look at one of his tweets, because I'm still mm-hmm. involved in that, I'll mm-hmm. go check out it. He'll tweet something like he did yesterday. And all of it is people saying, you fucking stood by and watched wrestlers mm-hmm. be abused. Like, how does he what in his brain when he sits down to tweet that? Does he not know that all of us know who he is? And he's got four children. How do you put your kids through that? Because you know day to day your kids are going to interact with people that have normally functioning brains, you know? It must be tough on the family. And and say what you want about him. He's not Mm -hmm. an idiot. He knows what he's doing. And that's what I can't figure out. Knowing that these aren't stupid. They're not the stupid people. Yeah. Uh, she clo- There's a quote at the end of this email of hers she's, uh, from a presidential historian who says, never in the history have we ever witnessed, sorry, never in history have we ever heard credible testimony before Congress this shocking against a president of the United States. Like, it's historical, and yet there's a huge percentage, these are the people we're talking mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. that are that are watching the ball go across the plate and they're not they're not they're not going to take a swing at it it's crazy to me you know the thing about that mark meadows too i was reading prior to his involvement with trump he was a well-respected guy almost a moderate just another like giuliani a guy who has fallen from grace he sacrificed his reputation and his legacy for donald trump can you imagine that yeah i don't know man you know, I, we were talking the other day, you and I and Dan, about how long we thought we might live. And we were saying, you know, maybe into our 80s would be a good run. Mm-hmm. And while I was thinking about this yesterday and listening to the testimony, I thought, you know, unfortunately, we won't be around long enough to see the real historical perspective on this. Because it might take a, a couple of generations for people to look back and go, what the fuck were we thinking with this guy? But between then and now, will there be some level, some style of civil war? Because <clears throat> if this doesn't do it, it just shows you yeah. how, how dug in the two sides are. 
No, you're right. What happens in the next election? Um, you know, when Republicans lose areas, are they are they going to respect the vote? That's the big question. Well, the the real trouble is now whenever a Republican loses from mm-hmm. here until all these stupid people die off and a new generation is born, yeah. they'll just be able to go, well, it was rigged. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like, you know, we were saying that this the Republicans and the, the supporters of Trump, their big focus is the, the steering wheel and the catch up, not the fact that a president tried to steal an election. You know, this Michael Flynn they showed video of him being, you know, this is a guy that should have been should have been put in jail. Yeah, um, was fired, and he he was asked, "Do you believe in a peaceful transition of power?" And he said, "No, I'll take the fifth. How is that not a yeah. no yes question? Mm-hmm. And he's still making get this. You'll you'll hate this. Fifteen thousand a month is what his pension pays him mm-hmm. as a retired general in the uh, whatever." But yeah, he said, I'll take the fifth on, do you believe in a peaceful transition of power? Why couldn't he just say, of course I do? No, it just shows you how sick it's become. And, and, the, and the guys that are yeah, all the sycophants of Trump, he could care less about them. Yeah. He's shown time after time and time how disposable you are as one of his tools. And yet they, they hang in there. Well, that one, and that's why uh, my question is, and again, maybe it's it's not it's not answerable at this time, but it is certainly interesting that no matter what happens, they stick with the orange beast. Uh, let's switch gears a bit, if we can. We get a lot of uh, guests that just pop up on our radar from time to time, and we have such a great time talking to them. And the audience responded to her first appearance. Uh, this is a Dan Duran discovery Dan was watching his TikTok As he often does And he came across this uh, Wonderful human being Born and raised in St. John's, Newfoundland uh, She is a very funny Sharp and uh, Fascinating human Lisa Baker joins us Did you see all those notes I was sending you about your way early? I did, but, um, well, I'm just pottering around a hotel room here in Halifax, and I, I saw it, but I, for some reason I couldn't reply, but I was like, yeah, well, I'm just making coffee, and... All right. Yeah. Well, better early than late. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. You're in Halifax, obviously, where you're just... Since we've spoken to you last time, and by the way, her new album is called Super Newfie, and yeah. if you uh, know anything about Newfoundland music, you know why I'm playing Gordy Sampson here. How you like that? Huh? A little tie-in <laughs> for you. Um, are you just perpetually on tour these days now that the COVID restrictions have lifted and allowed you to get back to work? Pretty much, yeah. I, uh, I was supposed to start on tour again in February, but when um, the the new variant in uh, kind of hit Newfoundland, so they Newfoundland responds very quickly to that. Yeah. So everything was just shut down. So we postponed the tour. I started on tour at the end of March. I got home uh, the beginning of May and then pretty much started on tour again like a week later. And I've been on tour ever since. Now I just left my house uh, like June 10th or something. I don't get back until uh, late August. And so when you when you say uh, Newfoundland uh, responds quickly, um, impressively, you mean like or? Oh, yeah. 
and 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 are generally does the population sort of all pull together and well i'll I'll give you a good example so when we when the mass mandates were lifted in alberta um like they told us and then they said so as of this date i think it was like march 1st or something like no masks Mm -hmm. and then uh as soon as they made the announcement people stopped wearing masks so mm-hmm. even though the date hadn't come yet, people weren't and stores, of course, weren't enforcing them. I don't blame them, um, you know, because it can get it can get dangerous. And uh, when I went to Newfoundland, there's also no mask mandate in Newfoundland. However, the vast majority of people still wear them. Um, what I was going to ask you is is what about shows? Um, I, I've did a, a set at Yuck Yucks maybe like a month and a half ago, and uh, no masks, although. You know, around Toronto, if you've been here recently, there's still some people on the street wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I, I wear a mask into a grocery store. But what about people at your shows that since you've been on tour are still some people with masks on? Some people are. Yeah, there's people that will uh, wear them in, take them off when you know they're eating and drinking. Right. Um, and then there's people that will just wear them. And um, my, you know, my attitude on it now, I'm just like, you know, if you want to wear one, wear one. If you don't, you know, you don't have to, Um, you know, it's entirely up to the person. Um, But, yeah, you do. And and I find there's certain places where you'll see it a bit more um, prevalent. The East Coast seems to still be. Um, even here in Halifax, like when I went out to a couple of places, there were still, you know, quite a few people wearing masks. And, And to remind everyone, you live in Alberta now. I live in Edmonton, yeah. You live in Edmonton. I was just in Calgary a couple weekends ago, and I also noticed that there was still some mask people in in some stores, but mostly yeah. not. But yeah. that restaurant thing where you wear it into the restaurant, take it off while you're at the table, that seems to be pretty common across the country. Yeah, and well, and I always found that one funny because the amount of people that didn't, on, they were like, so I have to wear a mask from the door to the table, <laughs> yeah. from the table to the bathroom. But I can, and I, so I use this analogy of when my daughter was a baby and uh, I used to bath her in the kitchen sink in one of those little baby bathtubs. And so uh, I would pick her up and I would bring her to her little car seat that I had. I had receiving blankets and a baby towel in. And this one day I picked her up. And um, and if anyone's ever been around a breastfed baby, you know how that poop comes out. It's just mm. it's water. Right. So mm-hmm. I pick her up and she starts pooping and I'm like, oh, no. So I run over to the kitchen table to put her in the seat. And when I do, of course, she shit from the sink down the counter, across the floor, up the side, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, so that's why you wear a fucking mask from the door to the table. <laughs> that's um, right. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. right? <laughs> hey, Fred, tell Lisa what you used to do. When your when your uh, first daughter was a baby, all my buddies would come over, and I'd go in the bedroom, pretend I was changing her, and then squirt mustard all over the all over the the diaper, and then come out and say, <laughs> "Oh, I love this baby so much," and I'd lick the diaper. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I love that it so much. Attention. I can eat its own shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so what do you? I, I mean, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, how are you finding the uh, audiences now? Are the shows going well? Are they open to ideas? Or are you talking about COVID in your act these days? I don't really talk about it too much. Um, I do. There's a couple of like I do this joke uh, where I talk about you know people talking about this opinion that I have, and it's on on you know 
um, getting pregnant when you're older. And they say, you know, that's a terrible opinion. And I go, it's not an opinion, it's science. And I know there have been a bunch of people who haven't been on board with science lately. Uh, so I kind of allude to it uh, somewhat. Um, I was doing this joke about the truckers. I'm just kind of not now because it just doesn't seem really relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, no, um, I don't really talk about it. Um it, it can divide audiences. Not that I'm, I don't really care. Um, cause I do, when I was doing the trucker joke, I was like, and there's a bunch of you here tonight that supported that. You can't say anything because you look like a fucking idiot. Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I don't care. I don't care. I carry a set of knuckles in my purse. I'm good. I've got it covered. Um, but, um, no, it's just not something I really like to talk about too, too much. Audiences have been great. Uh, ticket sales are a little slower than they have been, but it, I mean, it's a time of year too, yeah, it's right? Summertime. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and we're still making money. Um, so I just always say to myself, you know, I'll, of course, next year. I- uh, Lisa, Lisa just froze. froze here yeah, on our Zoom call. Hotel room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I'm still doing a lot better than I was and probably better than a lot of comedians. And I'm very grateful for that because it is not an easy racket. No, well, and I was going to remind everyone, too, because we've only talked to you on the one time that Lisa basically books and promotes her own shows. You're not yeah. working from, you know, Yuck Yucks or uh, comedy, absolute comedy, um, which I admire. Listen, I, I want to I didn't mentioned this yesterday because I didn't think there was enough people that would have known this person and I didn't know him but a comedian died recently yes a couple days ago I and I talked to a couple of my friends here in Toronto because I didn't I'd heard of him but didn't know him at all his name was Nick Nemiroff Fred mm-hmm. and uh, and I just recommend everyone go and check him out because he's one of the most unique voices not only cadence wise but a, a really different Canadian comedian Kind of a little bit more like a, a, a help me out, Lisa. Kind of like a, I was going to say a Stephen Wright kind of vibe, a very Mitch Hedberg, very sort of dry. Oh, yeah. But I'm telling you, Fred, Nick Nemiroff is a kid that I wish I had seen in person because he's really ve- was really very funny in a very unique way. Lisa, what is your experience of Nick? See, and I've I've never uh, I've never worked with Nick, um, and it's it's kind of shitty how that works in this industry, you know, because it's not huge. Um, but we've never worked together. But uh, of course, being in Edmonton, I used to run a room, and everyone that spoke of him spoke of him very highly. And his stand-up is absolutely unique. Um, we listen to a lot of uh, Sirius in the car, right? So we hear a lot of different comics throughout the country, which I love because I get exposed to comedians I would never have heard of. But um, Nick is definitely a very unique comic that people should check out. And there's so much talent in this country that people are completely unaware of. It's it's tragic. And he was a great loss to the industry for sure. What what happened to him? Because I think I... Was he like 32 or 31, something? 31, yeah. Yeah, it just says unexpected, yeah. so... Now, wow. I mean, um, here's the other thing about him. Again, I, 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 I have heard of him. I've been back doing stand up in Toronto for about six years. So I've heard his name. But I called a couple of friends of mine yesterday because I because I, one of the things that everyone said about him was not only was he one of the funniest comedians, but just a great guy. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone says that when people die, but it seemed universal. All the stories, and from some people we know, Freddie, Steve, Patterson, and you know some of the comics that we've had on the show, all had such universally sweet things to say about this kid. And then I went and watched a bunch of his stand-up in the last couple of days, and I'm going to tell you, Fred, 
It is definitely not like anything. It's such a, a different take on stand-up. Um, I found him fascinating. And I'm a nerd, as you can say. I'm a comedy nerd. Yeah, no, and, uh, but I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Because that's it. And I, and I mean, honestly, like, and because the thing is in the industry, like, I know how you're like, you know, nobody's going to say a bad thing. Oh, yeah, they will. Oh, yeah. Um, they well, just won't say it publicly. <laughs> of course. Because um, trust me, there are they, there are people in this. In, now, me, I'll shit talk anyone on any platform. But um, no, even even between comics. There's there hasn't been a bad word uh, said about Nick. You'll shit talk anybody and any platform. Earlier, you said you know you don't like to alienate an audience. No, I mean like if there's like how many times coming through the industry, you know, you have to work with you kind of have to work with who you have to work with. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you don't really have a choice. And but you come up through and then you're like, God, that guy is fucking awful. Or like, <laughs> you know, like that guy is such a hack. <laughs> and they're still working or then you get to a point when they're kind of not anymore and then they're crying that it's because they're super edgy yeah, and yeah. everyone's too woke and oh, um, they right. just can't handle this, you know, this persona of who I am as that's a comic. Right. And I'm just sitting there going, well, that's not very Canadian, is it? <laughs> no, Lisa, um, but it would have nothing. Exactly to, hey, hey Lisa, I always love that when because I always think oh, it has nothing to do mm. with the fact that you've been doing the same 60 minutes since I worked with you back in the 80s. They write their hour and then close the book. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. So they're like, why don't people like me? I'm like, because you're a dinosaur, but yeah. not even like one of the interesting ones. <laughs> you're still telling um, Reagan jokes. That's why. Right. Or, you know, just or doing jokes about missing and murdered indigenous women on um, an aboriginal show on a reserve. Like yeah. maybe that's why people take issue with some of the things that you say and do or, you know, whatever. But there's comics in this country who have, you know, criminal backgrounds who have assaulted other comedians who, mm. you know, don't. And, and here's the thing, because everyone talks about cancel culture. Cancel culture doesn't fucking exist. What it is, it's if someone like I don't like hockey. Guess what? I don't watch. I didn't mm-hmm. cancel hockey. I just don't enjoy hockey. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So if people decide that they don't want to subscribe to a certain thing, like, you know, be it music or certain genre of film, you're just not going to do it. And so that's what happens. And there are consequences for things. But the fact that they're throwing that around, like it's like I'm getting canceled. It's like, no, you're getting right. old and boring. Like, that's what's happening. Well, do you, do you ever feel obligated like this Roe versus Wade? Do you? think to yourself okay i gotta come up with something to say about this i mean abortion isn't fun uh you know isn't something that's easy to make jokes about but the people around that i guess are well that's the thing right like i mean uh some of the stuff <laughs> oh like uh what's her name sarah huckabee sanders mm-hmm. is that her name the one that yes, said one child yes. to be a safe in the womb is the arrow in the classroom and i was like at this point i feel like she's speaking in code at this point i feel like she's just <laughs> she's like will they pick up on the irony like i feel like she's trying to like blink twice to, to let us know she needs help um because nobody <laughs> is that fucking stupid mm-hmm. but um no i just the con, the thing that annoys me, yeah, is being expected to because it's like if you watched even a couple of my videos or been to one show, you should know what side I fall on. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, right. Like I can tell you, I'm 44 years old. If I get pregnant tomorrow, I'm eating that fucker right out of me. I can guarantee you. <laughs> 
And, <laughs> and I swear. And my biggest fear is that I'll get there and they'll say, you're too far along. And then and then I'll be like, OK, so first of all, I'm 44 years old. So there's one strike. Second strike, like my eggs are ancient. Second strike um, is the fact that I do copious amounts of drugs. So this baby's probably not going to be healthy. So let's take it out. <laughs> have a look. We'll have a look at it. If it's okay, you can pop it back in. Okay? That's what we're going to do. Just see, let's like have a look first just to see what we're dealing with. Can you imagine? So you have thought about it. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, but can, I mean, I, again, not being women, but having a lot of women in our lives, daughters, wives, my, my, my case, several wives, ex-girlfriends. Um, I just, I don't know how a woman can get their, a woman can get his, uh, her head around the fact that some man is having a conversation about my uterus. That's where it would fucking end for me. It's like, how are we, how are we even having a conversation? Like, you're not... Oh, invo- you're, oh you sweet man. Um, so, uh, this is how we get our head around this. Because that's been happening our entire fucking lives, about every par- part of our lives. Yeah, of <laughs> That's course. how we get our... To us, we're just like, of course. It's not surprising. Like, yeah. they dictate everything. I got my nose pierced, like... A month ago. Do you know how many people comment telling me to take it out? It looks awful. But I'm like, it's my fucking face. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do what I want with my own face. And it's mostly men that are saying, I don't like that nose. Well, it's a good thing, sir, that I don't put your penis inside of me. So we have no issue here. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, why are you telling me what to do with my body? So it's not surprising because it happens to us on on all levels all the time. No, you're, no, yeah, you're and right. It goes back yeah. to that, to that, you know, that age old thing. If men could get pregnant, uh, abortion oh, yeah. would, wouldn't be an issue and on and on. And it's true. You could, well, skip, true. You could do like skip the dishes, but for abortion pills. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, and, and, <laughs> you know, and, and the fact that not to, not to turn this too serious, but and the fact that it's all uh, based and weighted in some manufactured pamphlet Whatever your religion is, like we said this, and we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about this on the show for 30 years about how, you know, religion is poisoned everything. But this is all based on some cockamamie sky muppet that they mumble to. But the funny thing is the, the, the thing that really drives me crazy is the fact that all these men, all these fucking bloated white guys including Trump, have paid for abortions. And if mm-hmm. their daughters or wives or mistresses get pregnant, they're going to get abortions. It's it's not even the, the thing that um, bothers me the most because it's not even the fact of um, denying because uh, abortion is health care and we people don't realize that. And it's not even the fact of denying someone abortion an abortion. It's the fact that there will be women who will go into the hospital who have ectopic pregnancies. And now the doctor has to consult with a lawyer before he proceeds yeah. with treating that woman. Yeah. And I have a family member who almost died from an ectopic pregnancy. It can kill you. And so by the time they get the approval, I mean, this, you know, a woman's, she's going to be, her abdomen's going to be full of blood. Um, you know, like it's just, and she's probably going to lose a two. So now this woman's chance of even having a future pregnancy is at risk. Um, you know, women with, uh, you know, deceased uh, fetuses inside of them that are, I mean, they're decomposing. They're going to get sepsis. There's people who have, you know, find out, you know, later in the pregnancy that this fetus is going to have 
because you can't euthanize like in Canada we have euthanasia and you can't euthanize an infant but you can euthanize while you're while it's inside of you mm-hmm. and it's, it's, you know to take that choice away from people um, it's not all about unwanted pregnancies some of these pregnancies are very much wanted and uh, there are still quite a number of abortions that are therapeutic that are done to save a life no. so they're not pro-life they're pro-force gestation they're pro-controlling a woman's body and it blows my mind that in the United States an 18 year old can get their hands on a, on a automatic weapon same day but they cannot they don't have autonomy they don't have the right to decide what happens to their own body now the whole thing is so bizarre you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it if it was in a movie no but this is the land of the free they're the land of the free no i know you know they uh, it's interesting how quickly uh and you probably noticed this freddie how quickly these buzzwords come up you know reproductive rights you notice how that has yeah. become the buzzword, and mm-hmm. but what Lisa said there too, the Democrats have taken this as 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 it's actually part of health care. The one thing mm-hmm. that I find most fascinating, I want to get your take on this too, you two, is how can we have a discussion about a woman's right to choose if she's been raped or incest? How are they still? How does that not be like okay? But in those cases, you can have an abortion. Because it comes, and so when people say that, so here's the thing, because you need to unpack that statement, right? So when someone says, uh, I'm only okay with it if a woman's been assaulted. So basically what they're saying, and if they they really sat down and thought about it, peeled back the layers of that statement and, and where it comes from in their own mind, it's because they see pregnancy as a cons- natural consequence and punishment for sexual activity. Yeah. And that's what it is at the end of the day. So a woman who consented to sex, yeah, fuck her. She's got to carry that to term now. But a woman who's been assaulted, they're like, oh, no, that's awful. She did not consent to that. And the thing is, consent to sex is not consent to pregnancy. No more than consent to, you know, if I, you consent to vaginal intercourse, it's not consent to other sex acts. It's um, not. I'm so, sorry. It's not. It's not. It's sorry. I thought I thought I thought it was. OK. <laughs> oh, yeah, so my, my bad. If someone's like, they'll say, well, consent to sex is consent to pregnancy. OK, well, then let's go a step further. Consent to sex then is consent to syphilis, gonorrhea, HIV. Yeah. And if we're not going to treat a pregnancy, then let's not treat anything else, all right? So, like, congratulations, Kevin. You have you have fucking you know chlamydia for life now. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to give you antibiotics for that. So it just blows my mind. And and of course, there's not one single law. There's not one single law at all that affects men in the same way. There's no, nothing so. no. that no. dictates a man's right to autonomy. And we were saying that last week. Um, you know, there's not going to be any less need for abortion in the United no. States. But what there is going to be is a lot more dangerous and uh, backroom abortion. Hundreds, you're going to yeah. see it, it doesn't stop abortion. It no. stops abortion. Yeah, and exactly. the other thing is, too, we're going to see more children left in uh, dumpsters. We're going to see yes. more babies. Um, we're going to see more cases of infanticide. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see more cases of uh, like those safe haven laws with the fire department, the little bins. Oh, man, they're going to want to put a few more of those fucking things. And I can tell you right now. Yeah. All right, yeah. my friend. Uh, always a lively uh, discussion. Love catching up with you. Thanks for your perspective. Uh, Lisa Baker. Anytime. What's that, love? I said anytime. Lisa wants you to get her album. It's called Super Newfie, even though she lives in Alberta. Uh, <laughs> she's all across the country. And where do people go for more information about you, you special human? <laughs> LisaBakerComedy.com. LisaBakerComedy.com. All right. Well, listen, I hope. Do you have any final thoughts for us today, Lisa? I mean, are you starting to uh, see why we. 
are so successful. <laughs> Why we're so successful because we have this kind of forum. Do you- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love your show. Your well, show is awesome. Well, we love having you on it, my friend. You're awesome. You're awesome. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'll tell you one thing just quickly before you go, because Fred and I, we're, we're going down a certain road this morning on our show, and and we're having a, there's a certain vibe to things. And then oftentimes when we look and think, oh, and well, now we have a guest, and is that going to sort of derail kind of where we were heading? And I can tell you, uh, the last 20, 25 minutes, you were just, it was so great to have you because it didn't, it actually added to where we were going. And, and I want to say we appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad. All right. Well, we're hopefully going to get a chance to see you in person. Um, and let us know when you're through town and we can, uh, you know, come and watch you. It's looking like August, so I'll let you know. All right. Nice person. Lisa Baker, everybody. Thank you very much. Lisa Fred, uh, you know who she is? She's our Gig Sky guest of the day. Yes, and tell us about that, Howard. Well, I'll tell you right now, if you're thinking about getting away, people are still doing that more and more. Uh, This summer, you deserve peace of mind when you travel. So surf like a local with a tap of a button. GigSky offers a 100% data plan. Maps, Uber, all that stuff. Instagram, WhatsApp. And if you need a hotel, rental car, or you're looking for things to do... You know, this is really a unique offering. GigSky Travel Rewards offers up to 50% cash back on over 850,000 hotels globally, reduced rates for rental cars, and you can even book your theme park adventure directly from your GigSky account. Visit GigSky.com slash Travel Rewards to sign in and find out more. Download the app today, enter the code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan or visit GigSky.com for more information, Freddie. Yes, uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker or casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and racebook, yes, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Go to Bodog today. You can wager on Wimbledon, Major League Baseball. It's all there. Any sport you can think of, you can play. You can play the odds. That's it, Bodog. I'm so glad I found the nerve Well, as that music would indicate, it's once again a... Time to check in with a man who understands the world in a way that a couple of Lugans like us could never. Uh, it's always a pleasure to welcome the retirement Sherpa, Tim Niblet. Tim dot Niblet. Tim dot Niblet at RaymondJames.ca. You know, I've said that so many times, I literally forgot it for a second. Tim, how are you? It would still be the same as before. I'm doing awesome, guys. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, good to see you, Timmy. Good, Always good to see Tim Niblett. Yes, it is. You know, I often give out the um, email, but I, I should... I, I, we should highlight, there's actually a website you can go to, and it's funny that we don't talk about it enough, retirementsherpa.ca. Retirementsherpa.ca is where you go to find out on your own what's going on in the world of uh, Professor Nibblesworth. But let's get right to it, my friend. Um, 
Let's talk about the Sherpa process and what it offers. In fact, you know, we've, we've been referencing you in any number of ways, not the least of which is, you know, everyone says they have a person. It used to be a guy, but now it's a person. But in your case, you just want people to have access to great information. And how do you do that? Yeah, so I just thought, I'm kind of surprised I never thought of this before, but uh, I thought this week we'd highlight, uh, as you mentioned, the website. I did show uh, the www dot in the email for you, Howard, just for old time. Uh, I appreciate uh, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's I remember right. you used to enjoy that so much when people uh, mentioned that. Uh, yeah, so uh, through Raymond James, of course, I mean, Raymond James, we've got uh, $1.26 uh, trillion with a T in assets under management last time I... Uh, I looked, so uh, we've got a bit of resources, and uh, you know we've got a bit of a template for a, a website that we can use, and then personalize it from there. And there's just lots of great info either at retirementsherpa.ca or at RaymondJames.ca. Uh, tons of great uh, investment information, financial planning information. Uh, for me specifically, the retirement Sherpa one, you can just get a bit more of a handle on the variety of things we can do for people. I mean, you guys mention them uh, regularly, but the cross-border services, of course, is one. Uh, just had a great guy uh, just reach out on Sunday. He and his wife are looking to move back to Canada, have investments on both sides of the border, and need a few other things kind of non-investment-wise. So looking forward to uh, meeting with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess since you were licensed uh, to operate south of the border, um, business has been good? It's been really, really good. You know, Fred, the uh, Canadian side's been growing so darn fast, thankfully, mm-hmm. that I haven't really had a chance to go looking for U.S. business, but it's happened, uh, mm-hmm. which is great. I, I mean, there's some people with RJ, that uh, with Raymond James, that that's really all they pursue now is is uh, working with people on either both sides of the, right. the border, and there's a lot of need, and there's not too many of us that can do it, so it's a real nice sweet spot. Right on. You know, when Fred mentioned the other day about, I think it was yesterday, but uh, we've mentioned before, and I was kind of awkwardly getting to it, which is, you know, you offer another perspective, a, a second opinion, a sober second thought. And Freddie was saying something about, like, well, you might have somebody, but what Tim has offered is another another look-see. And you don't necessarily are doing, you're not necessarily doing that to poach clients. You're doing that to make sure that person has the right, you know, the right program in place. And that's something that not a lot of advisors would do. Well, it's just our free advertising, right? Trying to work on our karma in the world a little bit, making the world a better place. I mean, thankfully, most of the time we can find some efficiencies or opportunities for people. There are a few things we do differently. Uh, this year is an example. We, we barely have a bond in uh, any client's portfolio, so that's been a very good thing. We, we model the uh, pension endowment fund style methodology for that portion, and it's worked out great. So uh, we do do things differently in in some discernible places but yeah hey if everything's all good then giddy up people just feel better that what they're doing is right yeah i think that's a unique uh, offering and, and and that gives somebody like and i think i also think it's an interesting you know way to meet people that maybe down the road they might think you know that niblet guy he had a couple of great things to say. He said, what I have in place is fine. But maybe down the road, they think, oh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll employ the services of the Retirement Sherpa. Go to retirementsherpa.ca. You know how to do it. He goes, HTTP 
colon slash www. Okay, Grandpa. RetirementSherpa.ca. There's a knowledge center. And and I think we're going to add that to your daily reads because I don't think we emphasize it enough. And uh, bottom line, right, Tim, it's never too early. It's never too late. No, absolutely. You know, and and hey, there has been a lot of turmoil this year Mm -hmm. uh, in life, let alone the markets. And there probably will be some more ahead of us. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to ignore things and have faith if you got the right person or or team on your side. But, yeah, probably good circumstances right now to really make sure that you're properly positioned, because these are the times, you know, Fred, that being the right or wrong place can really make a big difference, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes not so much, mm-hmm. but right now being right or wrong can really make a big difference. Right. Well, I can tell you from personal experience that, uh, you know, I've got a good feeling, you know, when we had uh, our lunch together about a month ago, I left there feeling excellent and uh, well taken care of. And uh, and thanks to you and others in the Raymond James family. Uh, RetirementSherpa.ca Tim.Nibble at RaymondJames.ca and as always Always great catching up with you. Good for me, too, guys. Enjoy and profit. Have a fantastic day. Okay, buddy. Take it easy. That guy knows his stuff. Yeah, uh, that guy knows what he's talking about. There's the Sherpa. There's yes. Boy. Yes, 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 he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this quote. You know, it's... It's come up a bunch of times recently about how a sort of, I don't know, future thinking or whatever, how about George Carlin, how many, you know, how many times you'll see something like, you know, Roe v. Wade being overturned and there'll be a, or, or something going on. There'll be a George Carlin quote. Oh, yeah. But I found one that I thought you would love because you've brought you've actually said this before. Carlin says, I don't know how you feel, but I'm pretty sick of church people. You know what they ought to do with churches? Tax them. If holy people are so interested in politics, government, and public policy, which you can't deny, like, you know, we were talking about all of this is based in some weird religious background. But he said, if they're so interested in this, let them pay the price of admission like everybody else. The Catholic Church alone could wipe out the national debt if all you did was tax their real estate. Mm -hmm. And you think about that. You know, we had this discussion with Dan about, you know, what good religion does. But think about all around the world, but just North America, all these buildings that are in big cities, no tax. It's all just so bizarre to me. I've, I've told you this before. I, the fact that we have a Catholic school system still to this day drives me bananas. Yeah. And what's even more disgusting is. Uh, created religion in modern times that can also fall under tax exemption. So it's part of an overall strategy, like, you know, like Joel Olstein and these guys. You create, you set yourself up in such a way that you fall under that umbrella yeah. and you avoid tax. I mean, that's really disgusting because, you know, they are the least religious people of all. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a funny, there's a show I really like. I, I'm, I think it's on Crave. Well, I talked about it, the fabulous gem, or the righteous gemstones, and it's kind of a parody of that world. They all have jets, and they live in these opulent houses. It's really funny, but it's also based on, you know, it's on this disgusting mm-hmm. 
loophole that they have. And that's what I would say, Dan. Fine, have religion, but they shouldn't be exempt. I mean, this, this must no. outrage you. They shouldn't be exempt from paying taxes. It does outrage. Uh, the, 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 yes, you're right. The, Thank you, Dan. I can't disagree with you in that regard. I mean... I understand why it's a charitable foundation and all the rest of that. That side of it makes sense it's, to some degree, but w- these people are taking advantage of all that, obviously. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, you know. And there's all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, sections of religion, you know, like this. The One in the States, the but, uh, but, Scientologists are, have become, you know, a, a, a charitable foundation and, you know, their their assets are unbelievable. Yeah, but, well, they're nowhere know, near the Catholic Church. Pardon? Yeah. The Scientology... Um, that's what religious people always say. Well, yeah, but Lou, those guys are nuts. Oh, are, are they? <laughs> are they <No>. really? <laughs> They're all nuts. But, you know, given tax exemptions, in particular the Catholic Church and even in southern Ontario, why is there one? And, and you, you want to talk about charity and the good work they do. Why is there one homeless person on the street then? Like, no. how many Catholic churches are shuttered, um, you know, six, five, six days a week? off hours where people could be using that as has house as housing or yeah or homes like there, i mean there's just so many questions begging to be asked when it comes to that there probably should be some sort of threshold where where it's your tax exempt for uh a, the first i don't know whatever amount of money and then after that you, you start mm-hmm. getting taxed on that it doesn't i mean just free for all seems to be weird to me. yeah well all right well i don't want to end the week on a sour note danny you know, no. I know you love your baby Jesus, and uh, we love you. So, we'll, you know, we're going to let it slide for today. Um, how about we do this, everybody? You know, no, not that. No. Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang. The quintessential anchor man, his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes to ask for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang so he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low And now Dan Duran News uh, Brought to you by Health Gauge The wonder that is the Health Gauge Phoenix Continues to marvel the users uh, With its uh, unbelievable access to your Overall well-being, go to healthgauge.com. Promo code, as you know, is HumbleFredHG for 15% off at checkout. Healthgauge.com. We encourage you to check it out. And when you check out, use the promo code HumbleFredHG for 15% off. And now, with the news, is that right? A new old baby woolly mammoth has been found in the Yukon. Hailed as one of the most important paleontology, uh, paleontological, paleontological yeah. discoveries. Yeah. Don't mind my stroke. Uh, uh, ever <laughs> made on the continent of North America. Apparently, this baby woolly mammoth discovered in the permafrost, first day of summer. They believe it's uh, the most complete mummified mammoth ever found in North America. Wow. It's named Nunchaga. Nunchaga. Baby, big baby animal. Mm. I don't know. We, I, when I was when I was a kid, I always thought the woolly mammoth was a fascinating mm. thing, wandering yeah, oh, around. I wanted one, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I was a woolly mammoth fan myself until I saw the first Jurassic Park, and then those velociraptors <laughs> just took my... <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 won, they won me over, Dan. 
<laughs> Goddamn so velociraptors yeah. will fuck you up. It was. Uh, it's about thirty thousand years old when mm. she died. Well, she wait a minute. Trump. Wait, 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 wait. What? What? Say that again. Well, but Dan, it was thirty thousand years ago. That no, she I get died. that. No, I get because oh. that's from science. But I mean, yeah. If there was a woolly mammoth thirty thousand years ago, how does that line up with religion, which is oh, says the Earth is only a couple <laughs> fucking weeks old? Right. I don't know. I can't uh, answer that question because I don't believe that. But did God, uh, wait a minute, did God yeah. invent the woolly mammoth? Yeah. And, you know, it was his third or fourth day, right? When he was very busy. All right. All right. Let's see, I said I wasn't going to bug you about religion, but you brought yeah, up... No, a, yeah, no, it's a recurring uh, new theme. Well, anyway. It's, it's, it's amazing thing. how one guy was chosen to live forever. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who was that? Yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Well, he was chosen by himself, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How did he make that choice? I right. don't know. I, I, I wonder if Toronto Mike will ever have God on uh, his podcast. Like, if he did three and a half hours on Q, how many hours would the God interview be? Oh, jeez. I mean, that would be like one of those things where, uh, ter- what's on ter- tomorrow, Toronto Mike? I'm interviewing God. That's a 17-hour mm-hmm. deep dive. It's <laughs> a lot to cover with It's a God. lot to cover with God. Yeah. Uh, Toronto Mike. I'm, I, I'm, are we even allowed to call him Mike Boone? Like, I... I is it because his name is Mike Boone, but he insists on that we call him Toronto Mike. But I also know him personally, so I wonder if I'm allowed. Howard, you can call me anything you like, my friend. Appreciate uh, you, man. Toronto Mike is great. Mike Boone is also my name, but good to be here. Good to see you guys. How about Booners? Booners, okay, TM. too, right? Yeah. Booner was my nickname in, in grade yeah. school. Uh, everyone called me Booner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if you would be. Uh, it's funny because in, you know, that sports world, they, you know, they, everything is, you know, Boonzy and, you know, Fred's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, would you like, like hockey guys always put that weird thing on the end? Like, yeah, Booner for sure. And Booner for sure. For sure. Yeah. He could be TMB. <laughs> I like anyway, TMB. This, what about too. my news? We're back to my news. Okay. Now. Sorry, Dan. I apologize. I had to let Boone in another the story. Uh, yes, uh, it's one more story. story. Uh, now Dan Duran's second story. Also brought right, to you yeah. by Elf Gage. Sponsor of the Dan Duran News today. HealthGage.com for 15% off. Use promo code HumbleFredHG. Dan? The Freedom Convoy is returning to Ottawa on Friday, Canada Day. Though no one can figure out really why. Participants all have different ideas, mostly based on government control or, I don't know, something like that. Uh, by the way, Freedom Convoy organizer Tamara Leach uh, was arrested in Medicine Hat on a Canada-wide warrant for breach of her court conditions, mm-hmm. according to Ottawa police. That happened a couple of days ago, and she's going to be returned to Ottawa from, uh, you know, that... You know, for Canada Day, I guess. Uh, but the CBC is reporting this morning that American-style threatening authorities has uh, arrived in Canada. One of the judges who presided over the court hearings of Freedom Convoy organizers is speaking out after receiving threats, which were considered serious enough to require police intervention. So I guess, it, I don't know if the death threats or something like that. The judges uh, in question, his uh, name is being held for his safety. Uh, thought he should tell this, uh, or I don't know, it's a he or her, uh, tell their children not to come out home for a while. They changed the alarm system, not advised to take the same route every day. It's really weird that this, this is what it's come to. Like, yeah, you know, now you're threatening the judges who are in charge of our, our judicial system. And it's more copycat stuff because that's what happens in the States through all of this. You know what Trudeau should do today? Because of this alone, reenact the Emergency Act today. <laughs> Just seriously, yeah, I would throw love it to out see there. That. Yeah, 
and then have all the whack job far writers go crazy that they're freedom. Then they'd have something to complain about. But I would love to see that enacted today until, you know, July 2nd or 3rd. And then all the people are complaining, you round them up? No, I'm just it, listen, so that, emer- that Emergencies Act worked the first time. Use yeah. it again. Um, since we're not going to be together until after Canada Day, Canada Day. <laughs> uh, so the actual day is, uh, what's the, uh, what's our, is it Friday, right? It's Friday, yeah, yeah. So my question is, okay, fireworks Friday. Will there be fireworks all through this weekend? Yes. Fuck. Because <laughs> people buy them, right? And they have boxes of them, and then it might not work out that the family can all be together on Friday. So come on over on Saturday, and we'll do the fireworks. And then Sunday. Yeah. I'm not it's sure. Just, it's, Howard, it's the same thing up here. But people come north, and for some reason, they think uh, fireworks need to be part of the equation. It's really aggravating. Yeah. They don't allow them right in this park, but all over the lake, we'll hear them all weekend. Well, here's what I'm hoping, because, you know, I live across the street from a fireworks <laughs> perfume warehouse. <laughs> I'm hoping that people go there and by mistake, they buy a bunch of knocked off Ralph Lauren shit and they go to all it does is just make the neighborhood smell nice. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with this dog um, because it it is becoming an issue. I may actually... Uh, Maybe we'll sleep downstairs or something because uh, it's too. It just drives them nuts. Starts panting. You know, and I I I like firework spectaculars. Yeah, they're but great. All, these home, these little home ones. Like, what's yeah. the point? You're just burning money. I, I just don't get it. My, the kids like it. I think it's for the kids. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I get it. Like, and I had no problem with it last time. But right. by 10 p.m., yeah, all the kids are asleep. Stands shaking. And emitting this weird, like he gives off this weird fear stink. Daddy can't get to sleep. Anyway. I'll bet there's very little lingering for Sunday. Like, I bet you Friday's the big day. Some will spill over to Saturday night because it's a Saturday night. And I bet you Sunday night, very few uh, fireworks going off. All right. Well, for uh, Stanley's uh, sake, I hope you're right, Mike. <laughs> hey, uh, before Dan, are we okay to move on from the news, or are you going to get angry at us again? Yeah, no, I, I was going to mention, though, that uh, like because I grew up in Alberta, fireworks are banned in Alberta without a permit. You can't sell them. <clears throat> Uh, or discharge him without a permit. Wow. Well, that's another thing. Like, even yeah. around this area, guys on the side of the highway with trailers selling fireworks. Yeah. I don't get it. How is that allowed? Because mm. they, they can be potentially dangerous in the wrong hands. No, they can, my friend. They can. Yes. <laughs> Causing forest <clears throat> fires. Who would want that, for example? Mm. Hey, uh, Frederick, do you, have any, uh, do you have anything more to share with us today? No, I believe not. Really? Mm-hmm. You've done it all? Okay. Yes, I did chambers. I um, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there's one more thing uh, before we get to uh, Toronto. Mike, hang on a second, everyone. Cursing during your commute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. Um, what has surprised you? I found this website called TIP T 
to Palti.com, and it has a, uh, an interesting uh, chart here about the top companies in the world and how much profit they make, not just annually, but profit per second. Hmm. <laughs> so, number one most profitable company is Apple, and they make $55 billion, $256 million annually in profit. Mm-hmm. But per second, that's $1,752 a second or $105,000 a minute or $6 million an hour. What do you think of that, Nice Dan? work if you can get it. <clears throat> like even companies, and, and it goes all the way down to a company like, well, here you go, um, like Foot Locker. They're only making 16 bucks a second. Like, are you even trying? <laughs> they make $934 a minute or $56,000 an hour. Can even, I do the board meetings when this comes up? Oh, fuck yeah. Like, even Dick's Sporting Good is making $9 profit per second. Really? Yeah, man. Dick's? Dicks! <laughs> What's a humble and Fred Enterprises making per second? Oh, mm-hmm. shit! Shit! <laughs> a fraction of a cent. But yeah, I was going to say, all yeah, adds up. it all adds We're up, happy. buddy. Yeah. It's more than most podcasters. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're basically talking to two podcasters that actually turn an annual profit, which is outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, so you did, uh, how many hours did you do on Q? Well, remember, I did the same thing for 102.1. No, I know. Right? Okay, just I want you to know, and no, you guys no. were heavily featured on that. Yeah, I, for episode 107.1, it was a labor of love. I basically put together a micumentary on the uh, 45-year history of Q107, warts and all, gentlemen. So, Did Derringer come up? Of course. So you can't tell the story of Q without talking about John Derringer. Now, I saw I didn't listen to the show. Um because, um, for whatever reason. Well, because you've um, only got 20 more years on the planet. You <laughs> haven't got... It's a long one. It's dense, but it's got 27 <laughs> different voices on it, right? Well, I saw Andy Frost. Did he yep. recently agree to an interview? Not recently, no. This is a Mikeumentary, so you t- from all 1,000 the uh, Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, Mikeumentary. Yeah, this yeah, wasn't like visited, a round table. Not since, he, uh, not since he was let go by... Did he... Uh, did During that, I never heard that micro... Man, man, whatever. Um... <laughs> Did baby, he address Mikeumentary? Did did he address being a big fucking baby that day that uh, we played that bit about him? You got to listen to find out, Fred. But uh, oh, okay. I don't think we went deep into that particular. Oh, incident. you missed that. No, one. that's a good you one. That one. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but thing are, are have things calmed down? Yeah. In, so I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so one of one of the three. I won't even name them anymore because I'm trying to you know stop. I'm trying to live my life, man. Exactly. Like my daughter's graduation is today. And oh, my sweet. oldest son Aww. had his graduation canceled, like Dan's son, I'm sure, from high school, because due yeah. to the COVID. So mm-hmm. I never got to go to James's grad. But Michelle's grad is this morning, and I'm just, like, living my life, man. So of the three, one of them has been radio silent, pun intended. The gentleman who's on cue right now has not said a word. So forget apology. He's never – he won't talk to me. Then there's that, you know – the guy with the podcast who did take shots at me, but not in the last few days. So I'm hoping maybe he's going to 
bully somebody else now. And then there's that guy, that lunatic who came at me and threatened me, uh, threatened my physical, you know, self. Uh, that guy got distracted, I think, by the Roe versus Wade reversal and mm-hmm. the insurrection hearings. And I feel like maybe now he's been distracted by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been quiet for a, a couple of days at least now. Were you distracted by how much your daughter's dress costs for the graduation? Well, my okay, she just did the prom, and that was expensive, and my wife did the alterations on the dress, but she just had her prom last week, and that was wild to, you know, see her all dolled up for the for the prom, and yeah, I, I'm gonna, can't wait to go to the, to the venue and see her this morning, and uh, sit with her, with my ex-wife. This will be one of those moments you sit beside your ex. Mm-hmm. The, um, I heard a story this week, you know, the kids that missed prom the last couple of weeks. It was a kid from Peterborough, actually. And they encouraged people that wanted to go to the prom but didn't necessarily have a date to invite someone from the years that they the mm. prom had been missed. Right. And I thought that was a very nice gesture. Yeah. So a lot of kids bought into that and invited uh, those that had missed it. They got robbed, Freddie. Like, I know my, mm-hmm. my oldest is 20 now. Completely robbed of all that fun in the final, you know, weeks of your high school life. Like, yeah. completely gone. No prom, no grad, no parties. Just, they got robbed. It well, sucks. because uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a pandemic. We had one. <laughs> we had uh, uh, once in a, you know, once in a hundred year pandemic. And so, but, but, but that aside, it is, I was going to comment on the fact that how quickly time goes by and how... You know, those moments of your kids graduating and significant moments in their lives. It's somehow, and maybe you're starting to feel this as you approach your 50s, but those moments, watershed moments, sometimes serve to make us feel older. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember thinking, well, if I have a kid that's graduating high school, Mm -hmm. well, how does that happen? Well, I've got one that's approaching 30. You've got Mm -hmm. one that's approaching 40. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. And a big thing for me is, uh, and Dan, I think I heard you said your son was moving to Montreal. Is that right? Yeah, that's the plan in the fall. So my daughter's moving to Montreal in, in late August. So she's going to McGill next year and she's moving to Montreal. And for some reason, that's a whole different, like my son moved to Waterloo and it felt like a, like an hour away or something. Like it didn't feel like, oh, you're over there now, mm-hmm. but I can see you. I can literally bike to you if I want to. But the whole move to Montreal feels like that's a big one for me because now it's like, if I'm going to go see you, it's a, that's a big, like... That's I, a- Mike, I, I totally agree. When I, I was still living in Oakville when Charlie went to her first year of OCAD right. and moved out of our house and moved into residence downtown. And even though it was, you know, it was, it was a big emotional moment, it was no, I can always drive 45 right. minutes and go see her. Right. I'll tell you, though, when I dropped her off at the airport when she moved to New York, that was not a good scene for me. Like I, I, because of that, because it was like, it felt so much bigger because in order to go visit her or to have influence over if she needed me, it was a, it was a big production. Exactly. Exactly. Now it's no longer that quick day trip or whatever. Now it's like, I need to sleep somewhere. Like, <laughs> That's I right. Where am I? Gonna, I got out on a plane. <laughs> She's you in know, Montreal. It's like another, they speak another language there. This is a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. I, how do you think our buddy who we offer reference on the show, Freddie Ballfields, he has two sons and one lives in uh, Revelstoke, B.C. Yeah. Now, Fred lives in oh. Wasega Beach. Yeah. His other son has just moved for his job to Singapore. Can oh you imagine God. that? Oh, 
Yeah. Wow. They never, you know, thank goodness for FaceTime. <laughs> That's why I have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old, because they can't go anywhere for quite some time. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You're mm-hmm. going to be our age by the time you're like, all right, what happens? Uh, Toronto Mike, I, we want everyone to know that next week we are doing shows. Uh, there will be no show on Monday uh, because of the Canada Day long weekend and the fact that I have a golf tournament. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, we, love, you love America so much. That exactly. You're I take the first and the fourth off. <laughs> um, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, we so, are we're going to res- have our rescheduled guest, Mike. Well, yeah, and a, a bonus guest. So Tuesday is that will be Maureen Holloway and Wendy Mesley. So we did a swaparoo of Jackie Delaney. Yep. You guys just have all the Derringer victims on your guest list. Do we just swap them out? <laughs> <laughs> so Maureen and Wendy. And that Wendy story alone, you know, getting, you know, losing her show for saying the N-word in an internal phone call. I can't wait to hear you guys talk about that. Like, that happened. So oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. We touched on that yesterday. It's just the, the charge to hang people by these bleeding hearts is unbelievable. That story is just crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you'll hear, you know, she was outraged that somebody was called that, but she made yes. a great mistake on the call of saying the word she was called when she should mm-hmm. have said what I said, the N-word. Yes, there was no context. That's right. Okay. And, so and, and yeah, that, we're, we're going to explain it, but to, to be fair, and I don't want you all going away for the weekend thinking she said it and was misquoted. She was talking about somebody else who had said that's it. That's what I said. Yeah, okay, that's okay. All she right. was outraged. Some, yeah, I'm saying, right. I'm saying that's, she wasn't mm-hmm. calling... A black person, the N-word, she yeah. was uh, upset somebody who is black was called the N-word, but said the N-word when she was upset about it. And from that moment to when she was fired, there was quite a bit of time that there wasn't no resolution or no benefit of the doubt or no um, explanation. Well, it was They just, took away her show, and then they basically crazy. didn't take her job, or took away her show, mm-hmm. and they said, oh, well, you can come and read copy. Like, she was suspended, and she can't, you could read yeah. copy. And basically, 40-plus years at the CBC, Wendy Mesley didn't want to be reading copy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, they negotiated an exit. Okay, and that's not even Maureen Holloway, and you know there's things to talk about with her. So that's a big show, mm-hmm. Tuesday. But uh, Scary Pete's daughter has a show at the Horseshoe Tavern, and we're gonna she's going to jump on... After Maureen Holloway and Wendy Mesley, uh, to, to just a quick little like quick little song, and just to give away some tickets to this event at the Horseshoe, and we we, we love Dylan Gray. Yeah, we do. And I want to say something just in terms of scheduling, and maybe we you know could have done this after the show when we have our weekly meeting. But I I would ask if you could just see if Maureen and Wendy might be willing to start a few minutes earlier. Like if oh, we easy, could do easy peasy, how yeah. early do you want? Well, I say like rather than eight fifteen, let's start. Let's do an eight o'clock um, start with them because there's going to be so much that I don't want to rush them uh, to get time for Dylan for Dan's news. So if you could just say, listen, can you start around eight eight oh five? Just you know, as soon as I see them, I'll let them in. Okay. Okay, I'll uh, reach out to them today. And then Thank Wednesday. You. Yes. Wednesday, we've got uh, the return of Ron James to the program. Nice. I like Ron. Yeah. yeah. We like the, uh, the the Maritimers on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lisa was great this morning, Lisa Baker. Yeah, she's... Uh, by the way, Newfoundlanders don't like to be called Maritimers. They're Atlantic Canadians. Apparently, mm. that, that province is exempt from the Maritime cluster. It just doesn't end, does it? Mm. <laughs> well, that's geography, Fred, you know. I know, but still... <laughs> Guys used to be there. I'm a Newfie. That was the end of it. Yeah. Although she's a proud Newfie. She named her album uh, after Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, well, very good. Thanks to uh, Dan Duran for your uh, service this week, and thanks to Lisa Baker today. Yes, uh, Frederick? Well, I was just going to say our buddy, because I like to acknowledge, um, you know, our followers, especially our sponsors, Rudra. Yes. And he said at the Waterville Golf Course in Ireland, a pro in 1979, Liam Higgins, on the 16th hole, got a hole in one on the par four, 346-yard hole. Okay. Mm. And he says the driver and the ball are both on display in the clubhouse, and he sent me a picture of it. So. Yeah, very nice. There you go. Part of me thought that, and I answered, you know, listen, I'm a sports guy, and, you know, I was a sportscaster. But part of me was going to say, no, you know, like a hole in one on a par four is... If it was ever done, it was like a crazy, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, the thing is, it's done more often than you than you would imagine because yes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for uh, they they call them you know short fours. They're usually somewhere between two eighty and three forty, and there are lots of people now that hit it between two eighty and three forty mm-hmm. regularly. So mm-hmm. why um, not? Why not? All right. Well, listen. Thanks, everybody. Uh, have a great long weekend. As you now know, we're back on Tuesday. Uh, remember, it's the summertime hours of the Humble and Fred Show. And uh, produced by, of course, Michael Boone. Toronto Mike. Toronto Michael Boone. <laughs> and uh, Dan Duran, Anchorman. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, have a great weekend. Will you be um, staying at Lisa's, your girlfriend's? Uh, no, heading back to the lake for the uh, for the weekend, and she'll join me there on occasions. She's got some plans for the weekend, so yeah. Do they include you? If I want to, yes. You know, she's going to be visiting her parents or her parents' cottage and stuff like that. So nice. I thought it was so cute. Uh, your godson Howard Colton uh, over the past day had his girlfriend up here at the trailer, and dad dad as a, a cool dad moved out. So they could have the place alone, even though Uncle Fred was next door. But I thought it was very cute seeing them snuggle on the end of the dock, just like Dan and Lisa does. <laughs> do. um, like father, like son. It was really. It was, it was, it was, I was a little was surprised. Yeah, I wasn't sure if Dan was going to let us talk about that because I thought it was a pretty cool move myself. Yeah. But Dan is a conservative Christian. Uh, it right. seemed a bit out. Of, <laughs> it seemed a bit out of. Out of step for me, you know. You know, as a man who loves his Jesus, I thought, well, this doesn't seem... Don't ever call him a Christian, or a conservative rapper. (laughs) No, I know. That came to me, like, what's the weirdest thing I could call Dan? Oh, yeah, a conservative Christian. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was very uh, progressive of you, Dan. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, he's, you know, he's 19 years old. And he's been in the... uh, cover of covid for uh for a couple of years and yeah. you know he's uh it's time for him to be uh spread know. his wings spread yeah. somebody else's wings <laughs> if i was to guess and i know you got and i i don't know about provincially but when i have conversations with colton i would not be at all surprised if he voted he voted conservative i would never ask him and i'm sure you don't either dan but i just i just have a feeling well, down the road, I mean, you know, when he's uh, outside the cover of home, he may have some different uh, different opinions. They will uh, they will grow. He has many opinions, that's for yeah. sure. Oh, no, he's a bright, bright, bright human. Very um, bright, very is bright. It, is it different? Because I, I, I have two daughters. Uh, Boone has like eight children, so he's got a bunch of them. But is it different if it was like, hey, my daughter wanted to have the trailer for the weekend? Would that have a different, would that be a different... Like, to me, it wouldn't, but I, I imagine some parents might think differently. 
I imagine that would be, yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't affect me any differently. Yeah. <clears throat> but me neither. I don't know nowadays. Yeah, nowadays. Especially at that at that age. Like no. She's the girl's twenty years old for crying out loud. And what about you, Boone? Um you've got well, Michelle is eighteen. Eighteen in July. Which I it, would say it's less to do with gender than it is with the the person, right? Like, uh, you know, if it's a resp- like I trust Michelle, so she's a very responsible, smart, mm-hmm. bright young woman. So that's a whole different kettle of fish. Then, and James is also very responsible. So I would say it depends on the individual less than their uh, their gender. No, I get it. I, I just was reminded a, a while ago because when I moved here, I guess it'll be s- coming up to seven years ago soon. But whenever it was. I remember packing up in my old place in Oakville and I was in another room and I heard the, the I heard them talking about how they were going to miss this house that we were in, the, the divorced dad house. Mm-hmm. And I heard one of them say, yeah, something about this is where we lost our virginity. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? What? <laughs> I was like, excuse me? What? what? <laughs> and, 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 and it was, and by the way, I heard plural. I'm like, what? You guys are what? More than one? Where was I? But, you know, that was when Daddy drank a lot, so... Well, that's the thing, too, about... You can't worry about the intimacy part of it, because just... You know how you felt at 19 and 20? Yeah, of course. How raging you were. It has to be explored it has to be exercised so why even worry about it yeah give them a safe place and make sure Mm -hmm. they have access to condoms and they are educated and that's really the best you can do for your kids no i remember having that conversation with ex-wife randy when you know the firstborn got to some age 14 15 16 and that topic came up and i said here's what i want to remind you you told me what you were doing at 16 so why why would you expect your daughters to be any different Mm -hmm. right you know, all make-out sessions and, you know, all this stuff. All right. Well, there you all go. All this stuff. <laughs> all this stuff. Here's a, another awkward <laughs> end to the show. Yeah. You could see your uh, your brain was uh, oh, just yeah. reviewing. Uh, I thought, know, should I flashes, say it? But I'm like, no. If, uh, I don't need to. You don't have to. You, you, no. You can figure well, it out. Well, we wish everyone a happy Canada Day. You know, a reminder we live in the greatest country in the world. You know, we do. This is a great one. It's one of the good ones. All right. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, Relaxacare, and DraftKings. Email us at humbleandfred at humbleandfredradio.com. Like and subscribe. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. Enjoy and celebrate Canada Day. And remember, don't grab the steering wheel from your secret service detail. There's a destination a little up the road From the habitations and the towns we know A place we saw the lights turn low The jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts Two turntables and a microphone Bottles and cans that just clap your hands Or just clap your hands